Hello, this is Matthew Johnson, and I'm the pastor of the sanctuary here in Columbus, Indiana. Welcome to our podcast. I pray today's message inspires and challenges you. Feel free to visit us at thesanctuary.church if we can serve you in any other way. So now, let's head to church where we are in session. You never know what's going to happen at the sanctuary. Turn to a few people say, it's good to see you at church today on Easter Sunday. It's good to see you on Easter Sunday. Matthew 28, remain standing if you would. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and they became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Oh, come on. We can do better than that. He isn't here. He's risen. Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, He goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. On this Easter Sunday, I have a very simple message for you. I want to speak on broken pieces. Now, in prayer this week, I have felt a strong heaviness for someone who's in this service. And while everyone traditionally is very excited about Easter and they get their pastels out and they get the eggs out and they have all these things, you are coming here with a real need in your life. And all that's great, but you need answers. And all you have is broken pieces. But I have good news. You give those broken pieces to the master. (laughs) 
Now, for this service, there's my part, which I have done my best to prepare the word. Then there's your part. The very greatest orator in the world could preach, but if your heart is not prepared, it will go nowhere. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to pray for our own hearts. Can we do that? Let's pray for our own hearts that the Lord would speak to us. In the name of Jesus right now, everyone help me pray. I ask you, Lord, for your presence to be in this place in a very special way. I thank you, God, for the word that you've given me, and I thank you, God, for work in every heart and every mind. I ask you, God, to do a miracle among us today. I thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, let's clap to the Lord. Turn to the person next to you and say, broken pieces. And you may be seated. How many of you remember your favorite toy growing up? Anyone remember that? For some of you, the girls here, it was the Barbie doll. For some of the guys, maybe it was a matchbox car. Now, these are the old schoolers I'm talking about. I'm not talking to the young guys. It would definitely be gaming systems, I know. For me, I had lots of favorite toys. Here's one of them right here. I love to play with Legos. Now, any, anyone over the age of 40 who like to play with Legos, please stand. Please admit it. Don't, don't strand. Thank you, Brother Heath. Yeah, they're, come, they're popping up. They're confessing right now. Come on. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. You can confess. Thank you. You make me feel normal. Let's hear it for them. Now, this was a castle I got for Christmas one year, and I loved this castle. In fact, inside of it, it had a little prison where we would put the treasure, and then there would be the greatest wars that would happen in my kingdom, but every time I would win because I was on both sides of the battle. Now, I had other toys like this one right here, uh, the Millennium Falcon, I mean... Flying that around in the backyard was epic. I had characters, it was in the sandbox, and of course we know what character I was. Next slide, please. Of course, we know because I married Princess Leia, and she is one beautiful woman. Her hair doesn't look like Princess Leia today because you need the two little, yeah. But she's beautiful, isn't she? Let's hear for Sister Princess Leia. And then I liked collecting baseball cards. Anyone collect baseball cards? All right. Ozzie Smith, because he's a cardinal. Well, he was a padre here, Brother Bowman, but he was a cardinal, and I enjoyed collecting baseball cards, and I was going to sell them early in our marriage because we were so broke, and someone said, I'll give you $500 for all your baseball cards, but I saved it for one day when I had a son who would appreciate it, and I have now given all those baseball cards to J. Samuel Johnson, who is now the owner of a huge card collection, and now he is collecting baseball cards, and now he's draining my wallet wanting to get all new cards, the new old cards. He got his first, uh, what was that, Roberta Clemente two weeks ago, and uh, he got all kinds of Babe Ruth a couple of weeks ago. No, it's not the real expensive one, but hey, it's Babe Ruth. I also had one more toy that I loved, and it was this robot right here. This robot I got one Christmas, and it was epic. Now, 
I want to show you what this thing can do. I have a video here to show you. Make sure it's real loud when you show this video. I want everyone to see the full potential of this robot. All right. Yeah. Like a boss. <laughs> That's it. That's what it does. You guys don't look impressed. You're like waiting for the phone app where you can control it. You're waiting for the little screen where you can watch YouTube videos all day long. for the remote control. It doesn't have a remote control. You just let it go and it goes everywhere until it bumps into something and it goes somewhere else all the while telling the whole world that I'm the atomic powered robot. My robot could speak better than that video and he said he would say I have many galaxies to explore that will be at your command. I was Captain Johnson. I was in charge of the galaxies. I was doing all that because of my atomic-powered robot that I got at Christmas. And I was on top of the universe until I got him wet. I don't know if I baptized him. I don't know if I left him out in the rain. I, I, but he messed up. He stopped talking. He stopped moving. Brother John, no more blinking eyes. No more, um, see you put oil in him and he would actually smoke out of the front. Can your phone do that? <laughs> I lost control of the galaxies and I was a very sad and disappointed little boy because the robot was broken. Let me ask you a question. What do you do with broken things? What, what, what do you do with them? What do you, what do you do with broken hard drives? And uh, I mean, of course, uh, I mean, look at the logo on the back. I mean, that's for Brother Kreider. Um, what do you do? All of these things are broken things. What do you do with a broken phone? Probably like me, you use it as a a little music player for the rest of your life. You just look at it like, that's a terrible phone. You don't do it for anything else, right? But you know what most of us want to do is you want to get rid of it so you can get the brand new, right? What do you do with broken things? Every single day in America, we throw away the broken things. Because why? What can, I mean, can you play Candy Crush with this thing? No, I mean, can you? This thing won't even come on. It's no good. It's broken. It should be thrown away. And today I'm talking to someone who is also dealing with broken pieces of your life. And you feel like, what can I do with this? Can I tell you that God 
can use your broken pieces in the midst of where you're at, no matter the circumstances. What in the world does this have to do with Easter? The disciples knew what brokenness felt like on that Good Friday. To them, it was not a Good Friday. There was nothing good about it. I want you to put yourself in their shoes for just a moment. Realize these 12 men had done everything for this Jesus. They believed the words that he said. They believed he could do anything. And that day, their hopes and their dreams were shattered. Suddenly, they realized this one who claimed to be God manifest in the flesh didn't even have the power to pull himself off the cross. He had the power to heal others, but what about himself? He had the power to cast out spirits, but yet, where is he today? This is not how the story's supposed to end. It didn't make sense, and now it is over, and all they were left with were broken pieces, brokenness in their life. As I prepared for my first Easter message in the sanctuary, I asked God to give me a word, and I began to talk about the tomb being empty, and I began to look at all these exciting messages, and then God just put on my heart so strongly that there's someone here today so broken, and your hopes are shattered that when you're coming and other people are celebrating, you're wondering, how in the world can I celebrate now? You can celebrate because he takes the broken pieces that you have right now and he can still do something with it. It doesn't matter how broken, how shattered, how the pieces are everywhere. God can take all those together and use it for his glory. Don't tell me how bad it is. Don't tell me how much sin. Know that he can do anything. Can someone praise the Lord right now? Over this past year during the pandemic, many of you have faced brokenness, pressures from every side, things that we never thought we would see in our lifetime. There's been job situations, there's been family brokenness, there's been health situations, we've lost some very loved ones in our families and finances and all these things and another mask that I have to buy and all of these things feel like brokenness but because of his broken body that was raised from the dead because of that broken body you can be here today victorious you do not have to leave the same way you came you come with brokenness but you can leave beautiful in the eyes of Jesus Christ because he is the great restorer I'm so thankful that when my life is so broken, that he doesn't just say, you know what, I have no time for him anymore. He messed up. But I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for an altar where I can come one more time. And he says, wait just a second. I know you're shattered. I know things are in pieces. But if you'll just come to me. If you bring yourself to an altar, I can restore you completely. The truth of God is this. 
We're all broken. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're broken. Turn to someone else and say, you are a sinner. Say it the way I said it, sinner. Romans 3.23, for how many have sinned? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah, even as nice as you look today, you've still fallen short. Even though you got that suit on another year, thank God, you've still fallen short. Even though, sister, you got that nice hat on, you've still fallen short. <laughs> Psalms 51 and 5. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. We are all sinners. We are all broken. But he paid the ultimate sacrifice. I know what we do. I know what we do. We have a way of kind of scaling which sin is worse than others. Well, you see, you know, I didn't do any drugs this week. I lied on the time clock, but hey, no one knew about it. We have a way of justifying our sin, don't we? I need an amen. I'm talking to sinners right now. You're a bunch of sinners. And a sinner is speaking to you right now. Bishop even sins. He's a taller sinner than I am. We're all sinners. So what do we do? We cling to the cross called Calvary. We look to the one who paid it all. We do not try to do this on our own, not self-sufficient, but we look to the one who is risen today. Because God specializes in using broken things. And judges, you might remember he used broken pitch pitchers to win a major battle. Remember in Matthew, it was the broken bread that fed 5,000 in Mark chapter 2. It was a broken roof that was able to help bring a man down, and he was healed that day. In Mark chapter 14, it was a broken alabaster box that allowed the woman to pour the oil. God can take broken things and do great things with it. And all he's asking for today, Brother Brad, is your broken pieces. That's all he's asking for. And that's where we have a hard time with. Surrendering everything to him. Why is this so difficult? It's so difficult because we are so used to putting on masks of, of what's really going on in our life. So the whole world can see that everything's going perfect. Can I tell you something? Things aren't going perfect in your life right now. You, you can, I mean, you can make it look glorious, but guess what? You're in life just like I am. How about we get real with God today? How about we reveal to him where we're really living? Unless you're willing to surrender it to him, he cannot do anything with it. Now, when Jace was younger, he used to, have a puzzle. I have a picture of a puzzle. This isn't it, but you get the idea. Jace, I don't know how old were you. I don't know, four or something. And 
Jace came in. He was upset. He was so upset, Sister Tina, because he came in and there was one missing piece in the puzzle. Now, how many, really what you want to do is go back to Walmart and buy another set because you don't want to look for it? I had to confess years later, uh, he had like this favorite little stuffed toy that Ginger got a hold of and pulled the eyes off. And uh, he loved that thing. I had to get it on eBay for like $75 for this beanie baby that was $5 at one time. And later on in life, I tragically told him, this is the original. No eyes. I kept him in everything. Sorry, Jace. I have to. Um, Sister Gwen can get you into counseling this week. If, if, But this particular day, it was a puzzle piece that was missing. And I said, Jace, get it. I can't find it. Jace, it's somewhere in there. Who all had a toy box with everything in the world in it, Right? When we get older, we just turn into the junk drawer. Some of you have animals living in your junk drawer right now. You know exactly where it is. Come on, turn to your spouse. You know exactly where it is right now. You can pull it out and things start flying out. I said, Chase, you've got to get it. I can't find it. So what did I do? I went to the toy box. Of course, at the very bottom was that one piece. Sister Maggie, and this is what I told him. Jace, unless you give me all the pieces, I can't put it together. And today, musicians are coming. Today in this place, I realize that someone has this big hole in their heart. And you're asking the question, what do I do to fill it? All the master needs you to do is bring all the pieces and he can put it together. My grandfather died a few years ago. Here's a picture of him. My grandfather was 98 years old when he passed away. He was a, he was a great man. Someone I, I love to go to grandpa's house and spend time with him. And grandma would give me one scoop of ice cream and a few raspberries. She always starved me. I don't know why grandma, I mean, all these other grandmas give way too much. She... I mean, I could have been anorexic. I mean, obviously I recovered. I'm recovered anorexic. I used to love going to Grandpa's house. And there you see a picture of him at his workbench. And I remember one day I was with, with Grandpa and I had my robot. And I said, Grandpa, this, it's not working. He said, well, give it to me. She put it to me. So Brother Reggie, he, he took it, and he said, let me see what I can do. And I have hope for someone today because... He still works. And he still moves. He's operational. Because I said, this is what I have. And it's not working. And I messed it up. But this is what I have. I want everyone to stand.
I remember as I saw it working for the first time again, I remember thinking, how in the world did he open that thing up and find the right wires? Because I knew that wasn't possible. And today in this place, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing today. But can I tell you, God has known about it for a very long time. He's just been waiting for you to bring all the broken pieces and give it to him. Close your eyes right now. On this Easter Sunday, I thank you, Lord, for your power. I thank you, Lord, that you can restore. In this place today, I thank you for bringing someone who's facing something that is bigger than they could ever imagine. That one who's looking at something in their family that is just not going right. That one who has financial difficulties. That one, Lord, has so much confusion and depression. And all we have today, all we have is broken pieces. But I thank you that one day I was able to come to you and be transparent with you and tell you this is all I have. And you took it and you said, I will use it for my glory. I'm going to open up this altar space right now for someone who just wants to come. Just lift your hands and say, Pastor Johnson, I, this is all I have. But what I am going to do is I'm going to surrender all the pieces of my life to a Savior who can put the pieces back together. Come on, right now, if you surrender it up to Him, that's the reason why He rose from the dead was for you and for me. There's forgiveness in this place. There is power in this place. And all you've got to do is give the broken pieces to him. That's right. Just lift your hands and give him the broken pieces right now. Come on. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. If you need more information, visit us at thesanctuary.church. And we pray that in the days to come, God continues to bless and guide you in Jesus' name.